The big question is, how does someone with MS actually improve their mobility, strength, energy, independence, the list goes on. My name is Dr. Gretchen Hawley, physical therapist and multiple sclerosis specialist. Welcome to the Missing Link Podcast. Tune in as I share the top strategies and exercises to help you gain control over your life with MS using research-driven insights and advice from top industry experts. Whether you're newly diagnosed or have had MS for over 30 years, whether you have relapsing MS or progressive MS, this podcast is for you. You're sure to feel empowered and inspired after each episode. Ready? Let's dive in. Thank you so much for tuning in. I have a special guest today, Edie Sohejin. Edie has multiple sclerosis and has developed a community around thriving with MS. Her podcast, Thriving Over Surviving, showcases inspiring stories with fellow MSers that help you feel heard. On today's episode, Edie talks to us about the importance of core values and how we can infuse them into our day-to-day life ultimately helping us feel more fulfilled. Edie, thank you so much for being here with us today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's been a minute since we've seen each other. No, you know, it feels like yesterday, but at the same time, it feels like it's been well over a year and (laughs) it hasn't been that long, but it feels like a long time. Time is passing differently lately. Yes. (laughs) All right. So I have some questions for you today, but before we do that, I really want to ask you a question from my interview deck to help our listeners just get to know you more on a personal basis. Is that okay with you? Absolutely. All right. So I'm going to shuffle my cards. Your question is, were you ever really passionate about something and then suddenly lost interest? If so, what was it? Oh my goodness. Let's see. I could say that about a bunch of things. And I always say like, I am not a quitter, but listen, when you lose passion for something, it's done, right? I'm I'm over it. So gosh, I'd have to say like maybe the guitar. So I was, I took a class in middle school and I was loving it and loving it. And it just ended up dying out. And I regret it some days, to be honest, because I think that's such a skill to have. And I know a lot of people's is a musical instrument, right? And those people that don't quit and persevere and stick with it are awesome, but I am not one of those. So I just listen now to lovely music. That's a great answer. Yeah. I used to play the violin in orchestra from third grade all the way till 12th grade, but I really didn't like it. My parents made us stick to things. They wouldn't let us quit. And so I did until my senior year of high school. And I was like, yeah, this just isn't for me. And I just left it. (laughs) All right. So before I get into my questions for you, I was hoping you could just give us a brief overview in case people who are listening and they haven't heard of you before. Can you give us just an idea of who you are and a little bit about what your journey has been so far? Sure, sure. So I have multiple sclerosis. I've had it since I was before 40. In 2015, see my brain fog is happening now. And so it's been quite a a journey. I didn't really put a lot of effort into um, my health prior to that at all. 
And then realizing it, I still kind of put it on the back burner and said, oh, I'm taking some medication. That's going to save me. And so I recently during COVID had an itch to do something with more purpose in it during my free time. I loved playing video games when I came home to decompress. It was great, but I'm like, this isn't time well spent. So I got into podcasting and I do it with fellow MSers who might call thrivers. And it's been a great journey. But in terms of my health stuff, I am doing quite well. About three, four years ago now, I took Lemtrada. And I also changed a lot of my daily habits. My worst trigger was always stress. So I've put that kind of a way and tried to get that out of my life as much as possible. I changed jobs. I don't watch the news anymore. That was a big stressor. I was wicked into the news. Like I watched everything and the politics and everything. So I've cut that all out and people get mad at me because I don't know the weather. And if there's a hurricane coming, they're like, what do you mean? You don't know. I'm like, you just told me, so I'm good. And I can go get the water and all of that. So uh, all those stressors are, are kind of diminished a lot. And I'm just filling my life with really positive and healthy things. I've changed my diet a bunch and putting that movement in there, which I know you stress so, so much. So right now I am trying to live my best life, meet as many thrivers as possible and talk to people in our community to learn more. I've learned so much about MS that I don't even know if I wanted to know. I just met these most incredible people and and others say, you know, would you stop having MS. And I'm like, I don't know, because I met all these great people. So it's been quite the journey. And I'm sitting in a pretty cushy spot right now, with my health being fairly decent in terms of the MS and just enjoying, enjoying life. That's amazing. And you're so right. You can learn so much just from talking to other people with MS because they might have figured out a strategy for a specific symptom that worked for them that you would have never thought of. There's so much value in talking to other people with MS. And if you guys haven't listened, the podcast that Edie has is called Thriving Over Surviving. And she has amazing guests. It's really, I think, inspiring podcast to listen to. So I'm glad that you decided to start that. Yeah, thank you. So I started it uh, last June and gosh, it's just really taken off. It's got a whole life of its own and I am loving it. Just the different stories. I didn't have any clue that stem cell research was even going on. I thought it was like in trials in distant countries and all of this. And now I know so many people that have even gone through that process and are thriving as a result. And just that little piece was huge. So I'm just excited to keep learning more and more. So you have expressed that you have these core values that you like to live by. Can you explain a little bit about what those are? So I am also in education. That's my day job. And we had to read this book, Dare to Lead by Brene Brown. I love Brene. Like we're buddies, if you didn't know. And she talks a lot about core values. And I was really digging deep into that because I think it's all kind of intertwined. You're living into your core values, understanding what vulnerability looks like for you, getting that shame out. Just get that topic out of your mouth. Shame is not something we need to be living with every day. And so the core values piece really helped me hone in and 
recognize what my purpose was, what my focus needs to be. And when I'm living into my core values or leaning into them, as I say, I think that I'm infusing pieces of me and everything that I do in my life. And therefore it has more purpose. It has more meaning. It has more value to me. So mine are growth and humor. So learning new things fills my bucket and then sharing what I've learned with others even better. And the humor thing. I mean, I love stand up and you can go and laugh with people and go to events that help you embrace that humorous side of yourself, but infusing that in everything you do and leaning into it and making sure that you're laughing and keeping things on the light side and not getting so serious. That is powerful to me when I can make people feel comfortable in my presence enough for them to get vulnerable and share those intimate details of their life. I mean, the diagnosis story is pretty personal and to be able to hear those things from people. And so when I started the podcast, I started hearing that same rhythm from people that they had these core values. They didn't even realize, right? And because of that, I'm like, I need to highlight this in the show. So I started season two off really focusing on that about people. And it's incredible what I've learned about them as humans and what's at their core that really drives them. A lot of people in the MS community that are thriving lean on faith as a big one. That one keeps coming up over and over again. But when you have a great support system to family and friends, I hear it that quite a bit. And I love to try and guess what people's are because I think I know them. And then they tell me and I'm like, oh, that's why you do this. I totally understand you way more. And when you're infusing those core values into your daily rhythm, into your daily life, things just feel better. They give you more purpose. You feel value in what you're doing. And I think that's very important to anybody, not just people with MS. Yeah. You know, it kind of reminds me in some way of the five love languages where, you know, everyone has their own way that they like to express love as well as receive love. And once you know that about someone, I feel like it can form stronger relationships because you know how they want to be treated and vice versa. What are your love languages, Dr. Gretchen? Oh, you know, I feel like mine have changed over time. That's a great question, though. My primary love language is acts of service, Mm -hmm. which I feel like because I'm so busy, anytime someone can do something to lighten my load, it means so much to me. I'm like, wow, you're really helping me. (laughs) So I'd say that's my number one. My secondary love language is personal touch. I like being like close to people and just like hugging or just like being near others. That is really interesting. And I would have totally guessed that first one for you because you are such a giver of yourself and your knowledge. And we all learn from you every day on socials or wherever. What are your love languages? Oh, geez. So I am not in a relationship, right? But if I were, (laughs) I I know I'll, I'll accept whatever, but definitely acts of service is one for me. I really value when people reach out and try to support me. I've had to learn how to accept the service. I'm more of a giver in that area, but I'm learning to accept the service and yeah, physical touch. So I'm looking for a boy out there. If anybody's (laughs) interested. I actually just heard, I can't remember where I heard this, but I just heard that holding a pet 
satisfies that physical touch love language. I'm like, wow, at least for me, that makes so much sense. I would hug Finn all day long if I could. And he doesn't like that. He doesn't like when I swarm him with my love, but I would hold him all day. So I'm like, yeah, for me, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. The Lils. I, if she's not laying with me, then I'm having an issue. I'm yes. like, Lily, come over here and hang out with me. You're ignoring me. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that makes some sense too, to me. Yeah. So going back to core values, I love mm-hmm. this idea. First of all, how many core values are there? And also how can our listeners figure out if they don't already know what their core value might be or multiple core values? So there are an infinite number of core values. If you can think of the feelings that you have inside of yourself that are important, right? Things that are really at the core of you. So there's a lot of resources out there. There's probably like 50 of them in a list, right? 50, 60 of them in a list and you just go through them. So Brene has a list, but there's many, many out there. If you just Google core values list, I have something specific on my website at thrivingoversurvivingpodcast.com. So you can go there and there's actually a video. My friend Lauren, who appears on the show and on the show, she allowed me the pleasure of taking her through the core values process. So I added some things before the original one that I went through just to like orient yourself with what you do on a daily basis, because that's really what it is. Those things that are important to you that you do on a daily basis that maybe you've gotten away from that maybe you're not living into and therefore are not at peace in yourself. So on my website, I have that podcast, but I also have the list on there and a little bit more explanation about what core values are and how you can use them. So that's a good reference point, I think, for starting. So identifying them is the easy thing. Living into them and working on it is the piece that really is the crux of all of it. And so I know people that physical movement is one of those for them. And when they get away from that, it's not just about their physical appearance that changes, but at their core, they're not at peace with themselves. And so putting that physical movement in when it is your core value is important to nurture your soul not just your appearance. And so when we feel that, when we really get to that place where we are living in those importances in our life, it really does make a difference in when you wake up every morning and how you set your day. And when you sit at the end of the day and reflect and you're saying, okay, I lived into my growth value today. For me, it's a dynamic thing that has really changed my life. And I think about it constantly. And if I'm not living into those things, then it doesn't work quite well for me. I just actually made a post not too long ago. I'd say a couple years ago, I had sat and made a list of the 10 things that I love to do. And this is a little bit inside my core values, but they're just things that I love experiencing. And there's certain things that I don't like monster truck rallies or political debates now lately. And so I take those things out of my life. And if I have a friend that loves monster truck rallies, I need to explain to them that's not where I'm spending my time. These are my 10 things I'm going to do. If you would like to join me for any of those 
those are the things that are important to me. And that's what I'm going to be spending my time doing. So in those things are, you know, overarching are my core values, because I know when I'm doing those 10 things that I can definitely infuse that. And it just makes for a whole different experience in life. Yeah. You know, I feel like I know I'm not alone in this, but I definitely go through phases for no apparent reason where I'm just feeling uninspired and less motivated. And I'm still doing my day-to-day things. I might even still be exercising, showing up energetically at work, but behind the scenes, it's like, I don't know, I'm just feeling blah. And I know that so many people go through that. And when I go through that, my first thought is, okay, how can I snap myself out of this? And I try to think of things that I've done in the past, you know, reading personal development or changing up my exercise routine, getting outside more, but to think about it in a way where you're bringing in your core values and infusing that into the things that you do. It almost seems like that's a recipe to bring yourself out of those unenthusiastic and blah moments or phases of life and keep you there. Yeah. And I found that a hundred percent that it gives me some stability It gives me some motivation and things to look forward to in my day. It just balances me a ton. You know, that word balance means a lot of different things to different people, but it makes it so that the stresses and things are a lot easier to take. So when those do come, I have a way to kind of work with that in myself because I'm not going to be overloaded by it as a result of living my life the way that is meaningful to me. Wow. Well, I am definitely inspired to go look up that list on your website after this (laughs) and sit down and try to do the work. Once they do identify what their top core value is, or maybe their top five, do you have any tips on how they could implement that into their day-to-day life? I think that brainstorming really, it helps. But when you have that in your mind, that you want to focus on those things. It's a process. It doesn't happen overnight, but once you get there, you're in this sweet space where you don't want to stop feeling this way. And so starting simple, you're just living your day. And so minor growth and humor. So go through your day, pick one of those and say, okay, If I'm in a situation, how am I going to infuse humor into this? And it might just be some lighthearted comment that you make to someone. It might be a meme that you include in your professional development, whatever it might be. There needs to be some way that I can laugh or feel lighthearted in those moments. And so when I recognize, gee whiz, there needs to be humor here. And I didn't do that. It's just taking that moment to recognize your needs. And then you can start to make those little changes. Also, the other thing that comes along with that is gratitude. So at the end of the day, when you sit down to reflect and, you know, have those gratitude talks with yourself or whomever you have God or whomever that you're, you're chatting with or journaling with, take a minute to really reflect on those core values and identify where they were in your day. You may not have had enough. You may have had too much, you know, you need to find that sweet spot, like I said, but having that piece at the beginning of the day to set out with intention, having that piece at the end of the day for reflection and gratitude, it helps 
set the stage for getting that into a rhythm to live your day by. Awesome. Yeah. And it sounds like once you're there, it's almost a habit at that point. So it does become part of your day-to-day life without you having to think about it as much. Absolutely. And things come into our lives to derail that, right? Maybe there's a car accident or, you know, a baby is born and your attention is gone to those things, right? And you kind of need to sit back and make sure when you're doing your day to have that intention and have that reflection. And that way it keeps you on that right path because it, it is easy to get away from it after it's a habit, you know, that 30 days to habit thing. Once you start forming that it is, but there's always that off chance. So keeping that rhythm in your life of setting intention and having gratitude and reflection helps a lot. You know, one of my first thoughts as you're saying this is, Ooh, this sounds amazing, but I know I'm going to forget. <laughs> like <laughs> the day is going to go on. I'm like, oops, I forgot that I meant to bring humor into this. So even like maybe setting alarms or writing down in a post note, just to remind me to, that, Hey, this is something I want to focus on. The post-it note is a great one. So at work, when I'm in the office and sitting in front of my computer all day, and I have little post-its at the bottom of my screen saying things like that. So I love that idea. Yes, I'm stealing that to share with others. (laughs) Awesome. Okay, so you mentioned your website where we can find um, the list of core values. That was thrivingoversurvivingpodcast.com. Where else can we find you? you? You post such amazing things. Where can my listeners find you online? I'm on everything at that that label pretty much. So Facebook, I'm thriving over surviving. I have a Facebook group and a Facebook page. I have a Twitter, which is actually, I wish I knew what it was a little bit better. I think it's Edie underscore MS or something with thriving, but you can Google my name in there, put my name in the Twitter and find me. And I'm also on Instagram. That's the place that I am most and do most of my posts and that's at thriving over surviving podcast. So that's it. Yeah. And I'll put all of those links in the show notes. So for anyone listening, just open up the show notes and you can find Edie there. Thank you so much for sharing all of these tips. I think that it's going to help a lot of us, including myself, feel more aligned with our day-to-day, which is so important. That makes such a huge impact on how we feel overall. So thank you for sharing all of this with us. Absolutely. It's such a pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. Keep thriving, Dr. Gretchen. Thank you for listening to today's show. I am so grateful to have you as a listener. If you'd like extra resources, such as a video of one of my seated exercise classes, my favorite core exercises, and the opportunity to ask me your questions, head to missinglink.com forward slash insider. That link will be shared in the show notes along with links to my social media handles. If you love this episode and think a friend or family member with MS would benefit from listening, please go ahead and text or email this podcast to them right now. Sharing this podcast will help me educate and empower as many MS warriors as possible. Thanks again for joining and be sure to tune in next week for another episode of the Missing Link Podcast.